Leader Fables, a podcast where two lifelong friends and totally obsessed business nerds discuss all things leadership. I'm your host, Jacob Evans, and I'm joined by my good friend, Casey Clark, who is the internet's latest social media mogul. Casey, how are you doing today? You're right. I'm an, I'm an influencer, I think, is what they call it, right? So exciting. I've, I've influenced tens of people to this point. Uh, hey, <laughs> so, you have to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. I was actually sharing uh, with a group this morning that I, I challenged myself to do a post every day for 30 days. Well, every work day for 30 days. And I've actually kind of liked it. It's like a shot of creativity in the morning, putting something on LinkedIn. And so no one wants to read it, but I've had I've had a fun time uh, posting it. So I am one of your one fans. I'm at Thank least you. one of them. Appreciate so you've got tens. I'm one of the ten. <laughs> Thanks, Jacob. You, got you and my mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Well, Casey kind of mentioned it. We are talking about a very special group uh, this morning, or a type of group. Um, and Casey referenced it. You know, we Casey and I had a group this morning. We call them. We've called them mastermind groups, but I think we're coining a new phrase that we're we're calling these groups fable circles. How do you like that, Casey? Ooh, I got chills when you said that. We need the da dump the the fable sound when you do that. You should put that in post edit. Sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> Casey, tell us what is a mastermind group, or as we're calling a fable circle. Okay, so I actually looked this up this morning because I started to define it for myself, and then I was like, I wonder what, what are, who actually coined this, and I found out, this is some deep-level research that I did here, that it was actually in the book Think and Grow Rich, which I, I read a long time ago. It's like a, a staple of financial planning, and so I've, I've definitely read the book, but it's defined as a peer-to-peer mentoring group that's used uh, for members to solve their problems with input and advice from others in the group. So it's really just like a group of people who want to grow and use the group setup uh, to ask questions, to set goals for some accountability. And, and in my case, I think even just for some laughs and some other people going through what I'm going through, it's really great to have that support network. Yeah, I absolutely agree. We, uh, Casey and I started a, mastermind fable circle group about three years ago um, when I was working on a working on a work transition uh, I found or I thought it'd be really great to have a group of peers to help cheer me on to help challenge me to help keep me accountable to some of the goals and and things I was transitioning into and it's been super duper helpful to have a group of, of folks that are kind of walking with me in my journey uh, as an entrepreneur, as a leader, as someone that's uh, in, in excited and involved in various businesses, it's been it's been really great. So we're talking about we're talking about that today. Yes, and we're going to use our experience for some best practices and like how to do this, how to get started, what are like good. Uh, ways to set it up so that it, that it works properly. So I'm excited about this topic because it's been so helpful for me too. All right. Before we dive in now, a fable. Hello. Are you Prince Royce? Yes, but please call me Rolls. Your name is Rolls Royce. Yes. Prince Rolls Royce of the Bruh Kingdom. Oh. Thank you. 
You must be Princess Annie. Uh, actually, no, it's it's Anne wi- without any, uh, and I don't really use the princess title. J- just call me Anne. Okay, Anne, you may be seated. Um, okay, thanks, I guess. Sorry, dang it, Rolls. Don't be stupid, you're screwing this up. Dummy, sometimes it's hard to... I'm sorry. Sometimes it's hard to, you know, leave the whole royalty thing behind. Right. Don't worry about it. Uh, Have you been waiting long? Not at all. My caravan got delayed when one of the servants got mad ill, so we just got here. Oh no, that's terrible. Is he okay? Yeah, I'm totally fine. Uh, No, I I meant your servant. Is he okay? Yeah, I I have no idea. Okay. Well, I'm famished. Let's order some food. Garçon! Sounds good. Before the waiter gets here, I want you to know that I don't usually do this type of thing. Sorry, what do you mean? I mean that I don't normally meet people on apps like eMonarchy.com. I mean, what sort of loser needs an algorithm to get a date? Normally, it's just like all these kings, like, throwing their beautiful and rich daughters at me. It gets so old, you know. Mm. I I got to the point where I was like, Rolls Royce, you need to meet a real girl, an imperfect specimen of mediocrity to prove that real love is more than just physical beauty and immense wealth. You know what I mean. Ah, sure. I just feel so honored that you would choose me. You are so welcome. So, tell me about you. Who is Anne? Yeah, okay, I can do that, I guess. Well, um, I am the manager of a nearby kingdom. A manager? What's that? Sounds pedestrian. I thought you had to be royalty to use eMonarchy.com. Oh, I'm not sure what the rules are, but again, I, I am a princess, so I just don't like to use the title. Uh-huh. Uh, my father put me in charge of the kingdom. I run all the day-to-day operations. I'm in charge of all the staff and the budget. Kind of a mini-king. Oh, I get it. So, like, you attempted to overthrow him and failed, and now as a punishment, he created this manager position so that all could observe your shame. Harsh. Uh, no, no, no. At, at least I don't think so. I, I will say the position has been a great deal more challenging than I expected. You see, we are in the process of upgrading our intra-kingdom wires, and it's been a total mess. The different departments are fighting with each other, and, and my father keeps interfering and adding new projects. Wow, sounds so hard. Want to share an appetizer? How about some vegan hummus? Wait, is all hummus vegan? Do beans come from animals? I can't remember. Garçon! Uh, nope, beans come from plants, so I think you're good. I didn't want to have to explain that one to my dog, Chad. He's really judgmental. Right. As I was saying, um, my father keeps adding projects like building a giant slingshot to space. I mean, and if that's not bad enough, then he goes and lends a bunch of money to the king of Bankruptia without even talking to me first. And he still expects me to figure out a way to get everything done. It's impossible. Meanwhile, villagers are rioting because our infrastructure is crumbling. It's all just really hard. I mean, is it too much to ask for our school to be safe and for our economy to be strong so that people can find jobs, build homes, have babies and, you know, 
raise families. I just want the kingdom to be the best place to live in the realm. Is that too much to ask? Sorry, what? Nothing. Your hummus is here. Begin. Yes! I mean, maybe I'm the problem. You know, maybe I'm just not good at organising or motivating the team. Maybe that's it. Maybe I'm just not focused enough. Is that it? Or or do I not understand finance and, and accounting? Maybe I should take a course or, or go back to school. Maybe there is enough money to do everything, but I just don't understand how to organise it. Or what if I hired a consultant? That could help, right? Right, consultant. Right, I can do that. Uh, but that's just more money. We don't have more money to spend on consultants. But then again, maybe we just have to find the money. Maybe we can't afford not to hire a consultant. Ugh, it's so complicated. Right, complicated. No, exactly. Oh, I'm sorry to just dump all this on you. It's probably not a good idea to talk so much about work on a first date. It's just so much to manage. And sometimes I feel like I'm the only one paying attention. You know, I, I don't want to freak out my team. And Lord knows my dad, I mean the king, doesn't want to hear it. I just need to, you know, talk this stuff out. Right, talking. Yeah, roles, uh, talking. And, and you know what? I don't think so. No, no, that's okay. Just keep nodding. What I need more than a consultant is a group of people I can talk to. I need a council. Yes! Yes! Yes, Rolls! No, not just any group. A, a council of other leaders. Masters in their field. A group of great minds all supporting each other. Yeah, you should make sure they're all, like, you know, so smart. Exactly! That way we can share business problems and brainstorm solutions. We can all set goals and hold each other accountable. I'm going to do it. Oh, this could really work. Cool. Want me to join? Uh, no, Rolf. I really don't. Thank you, though. Right. Good call. A council. Yes. Oh, thank you, Rolls. This has been very helpful. Do you mind if I write this down? Wait. Did you say that you're building a giant slingshot to space? That's a boss idea! Just eat your hummus. Casey, I think that might have been the best fable yet. I love it. Uh, my favorite line, I always want to tell my favorite line afterwards. It's like when you tell a joke and then you explain it, you know it's really not that funny of a joke. My favorite line of this one is, is when he asks if hummus is a vegetable or if it's vegan appropriate. <laughs> well, until I heard this fable, I, I thought it was a vegetable. It is a vegetable. Oh, it is. A, okay, excellent. It's two things. <laughs> See, there you go. These fables yeah. are really for, for me. I think Casey right. just writes them for me. And we have like all this food awareness for you. Like you didn't know what black forest cake was. Uh, now you're learning what uh, hummus is. So this is like educate Jacob on food. Casey, I just like to eat. I don't like to know <laughs> what I'm eating. I just like to eat it. Exactly. All right. So Casey, tell us just a little bit. What are some of the hallmarks? What are some of the things that a mastermind group or a fable circle is is known for? Yeah, I think there's some specific tenants, you know, that, that are set up in a mastermind group or fable circle. 
we're gonna have to call each other out when we forget to say that here. Um, and you know, I, we, we wrote a couple here and, and one is, I think that you want a group, uh, where you have a focus. And I think this is something we learned in our group when we started is at first we're like, well, just bring business problems and come and we'll sit and we'll chat. And that worked to a certain extent. And I, I remember some lively conversations, uh, in those early days, but I think where we transitioned pretty quickly was that we needed a format to help the group discussion. And so each of us uh, set goals uh, and totally up to you how you wanted to set the goals in the group. You could set one goal. You could set Jacob has 14 goals. No, Jacob's actually really good. He, he has a, a small uh, group of goals. We do have other people that have like 12 goals uh, that they're that they're following up on. But then um, it gives you a format for the group is that you can go around the group and talk about the last week or however long since you met last and what progress you've made in that time. So I'd say one of the tenets is just that it's goal oriented. Yeah, absolutely. It's good to have goals. As, as Casey kind of indicated, we, uh, there is another format. Uh, I don't think we've really tried this one. I don't think it would have worked well for us, but it's where one person is kind of on the hot seat each week. And you and they talk about kind of their challenges and opportunities and how things are going, and the rest of the folks in the group that isn't on the hot seat uh, kind of take turns giving feedback and advice and that kind of stuff. In our group, everyone's on the hot seat every week, and it works out really well. We have to be a little more conscious of time. We have to do a little bit better time management. We meet for just an hour, and every person gets about 15 minutes. Yeah, and Casey accuses me of always liking to go last because, you know, if we don't have enough time left, I, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't get as much feedback. He gives a vague update on his goals, and it's like, wait a minute, that wasn't an update. So uh, let's let's circle back here. Uh, but no, it it is it's good, and it also allows like by separating it so everyone has some of the time. It allows for you to be thinking uh, as you're working on your goals okay, I have to give an update on this in my meeting on Friday, right? I think if I had to wait like four months or four weeks, you know, to give for me to be on the hot seat, I might kind of check out a little bit. So it, it is nice that each time you're bringing something to the group or at least giving an update. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a couple of things to kind of call out here. So there are things that a fable circle is, and there are things that a fable circle is not. So one of the things that a fable circle is not is a group of people that you work with. Oh. Our, my encouragement to all of us is to select people that we don't work with to be in our fable circle. Now, why do you think that is, Casey? Well, I think one is like you don't want to have to be careful what you say. And, you know, sometimes if someone else from your work is there, you know, there's a way that you need to say it. You're afraid of... uh we have this thing at my work where we call above the line or below the line culturally, like am I being appropriate, am I being, you know, building up versus tearing down those things. But when it's, when it's a group that works at different places, you still can speak kind of generally, you don't have to give specifics on everything, but it allows you to say, this is how I'm feeling. Whereas if you are someone I work with every day, you're on my team, you're on another team, uh, just the political stuff can get in there. And so you have to be a little careful of what you say. So I, I definitely like uh, having people from uh, different groups. And I also say you want people in the group that will stretch you, 
that aren't just like, yes, people. And I, I think we struggled with this a little bit at the first is we were just each other's fans the whole time, which is great. It's really nice to have a fan club. But we've gotten to the point where we'll challenge each other and be like, that sounds crazy. Or I think you're letting yourself off the hook or even vice versa. I'll, I'll say today I was given an update where I didn't make the progress I wanted because of some stuff that's happening in my life. And the group was very quick to be like, whoa, don't talk that way about Casey, right? Like we know he's going through some stuff right now. And so it was helpful for me to even say, oh my gosh, I need to step back because I'm holding myself, you know, to an inappropriate level during a, during a crazy time. So you want people that love you enough to tell you you're being stupid or that love you enough to encourage you to give yourself a little bit of a break in, in the right times. That's right. And I think it speaks to, you want a group of people that have a shared commitment that really are not only rooting for one another, but are willing to push each other a little bit. And I think one of the things that Casey does a great job of is he'll say, well, hey, I, can I can I push you on this a little bit? And most of us always say yes, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> the person who does it, you know who you are. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> so, and that's, that's actually a great question is, can I push you on this a little bit? And that way people know, hey, I'm going to get some pushback and I can say no. So yeah. remember, that's a good tip. Like just, that's a great question. If uh, if you got some feedback and it might hurt just a little bit, uh, ask. Can I can I push you on that? Right, or to say like um, I'm still processing this, so I'm I'm not ready for feedback on it. It's okay to say that too because I know there's times where I'll get feedback and I'll be like, no, like this is stuff I know. I just haven't thought through it yet. It came up off the cuff, but there is something too about like a shared commitment level in the group and. We actually, I think, have gone through ins and outs of this where we had people in the beginning that joined that would come like every once in a while. And that was really hard um, because they weren't along for the journey. So you'd have to spend so much time recapping where you'd already been, what you'd already told half of the group. And it took us, I don't know, Jacob, what do you say? Like probably six months to a year to like flesh out. Yeah, it's the- about six months kind of long-term folks. And and we try to be super inclusive. We would invite new people into the group uh, if if they were, but but we would after a while, if if they weren't committed to it, we may have a discussion and say like, look, you know, we can still be friends. Like this may not be the right time for you. Like we used to meet in person. I remember we had one person that would try to call in and we'd be sitting at a Starbucks. It was so weird. And, and so the, just that shared commitment, if you're going to do it virtually, we all need to commit to virtual. If you're going to do it in person, we all need to commit to in person, which I know we'll talk about later. But um, I would say just try to find people that want, they don't have to be on the same level, but you know, as far as career or goals or things like that, but that have a joint commitment to what you're trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. I joined or started with you, Casey, a mastermind group for the benefits so let's talk about that for a little bit. What are like what's your favorite benefit of a mastermind group or a leader fable? Or I'm sorry, a leader's a fable circle. Fable circle. We'll get it. We'll get it by the end of the episode. Um, I think there's three things that are my favorite. They're the accountability, the accountability, and the accountability. Like that is the absolute best and our group makes fun of me because I like to track what we talk about in the meeting because I'm a spreadsheet nerd. And so I actually, we meet every two weeks and I actually write out an update for each one of my goals that I'm going to give uh, a narrative on. 
And what that does for me is when I get to my own reflection in my quarterly retreat, which we're going to talk about in an upcoming season of Leader Fables, I have a record that I can go back and look at what I wrote each two weeks. And we and we have this for like three years now. We have three years of notes of progress we've made when we changed the goals. I can even go back and tell you when we were all doing well versus when we all had bad weeks. Um, but the accountability is the thing for me that that sets it apart. I know I'm going to have to give an update to this group. And sometimes on Wednesday, I'm like, oh, ours is on Friday. I'm like, Wednesday, I'm like, oh, crap, I'm going to have to talk about this on Friday. I'm going to work on it today so that I can give a positive update. So I I, I love the accountability. Yeah, that was uh, I had committed uh, in a previous meeting to have new goals drafted for the meeting that we had today. And uh, that was part of my sort of weekly planning was to draft new goals and to get those out and done. And because I knew that I was going to be held accountable to talking about my new goals for the quarter. So yeah, accountability is 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 a big big benefit. I think another really wonderful benefit, at least for me, of um, Fable Circles is these groups ward off isolation. I know that I have a group of folks that I can go to when I need some feedback or when I need to bounce ideas off people or when I'm you know not not at my best. And uh, particularly for me, like working as a sole proprietor and a business. This has been really, really helpful because I don't uh, always have a colleague I can bounce ideas off of. And uh, having a group of guys to, to do that with has been really uh, rewarding, I would say. It's been really nice. That's interesting that you say like as a sole you know, like entrepreneur that that wards off isolation because we're on opposite ends of the spectrum. You're you know, working on building something and it's, it's mainly you, you do consulting. I'm the opposite crazy team-based environment. Like everything I do is uh, very matrixed in my organization. I'm, I, I constantly coordinate. That's what I do. Uh, it's one of my tenants constantly coordinate uh, with others. And I actually feel like it wards off isolation for me too, because I can get to my favorite question to ask in a mastermind group, which is, am I crazy because sometimes it's like hard to ask that of your team or your colleagues who are in the trenches with you working on the problems you're working on. But to come to a fresh group that that doesn't have, you know, the same operational baggage day to day is really helpful. And just to be able to come and say, this is how I'm thinking. Am I crazy? Can I get some outside ideas on this? And it's priceless uh, when I know lots of things about my leadership. I've adapted because of tips I've heard in this meeting or suggestions or people challenging me. And so it, it wards off isolation on both ends. I think that's interesting. Yeah, I think there's a that, just to elaborate on that. Am I crazy? Question a little bit. I uh, a colleague of mine and I and a few other folks were having a really tough time with another group in our company. It was the product group, and we were bucking heads. And and yeah, I probably asked a couple of times, "Am I crazy? Am I thinking about this wrong?" And they're all like, "No, you're absolutely right. This is terrible. The sky is falling." But now, in retrospect. Had I had a, a fable circle to ask that that one question, am I crazy? I am pretty sure they would have said, "Yeah, you're kind of crazy. You should you should take a step back." Yeah, it could probably save you from some bad decisions, right? Like just being able to uh, run it by a, a fresh set of ears, and again, someone not so steeped in the culture or or the problems that are happening. I know I remember uh, a time where I actually brought a problem to the group that we were experiencing where I work 
and even the technology involved with it. And I remember Jacob, you were really helpful. Like, uh, you know, here's a couple of things to consider with technology. If, if, and, and you did the thing where you asked, are you open to some advice on this? And it was really helpful for me and helpful for my team. I also find myself in meetings, uh, something will come up and I'll be like, wow, that we just talked about this in my mastermind group. And then someone will be like, tell me about your mastermind group. And because I think people are, are struggling or desire this connection with others, but it's so hard to get it on the calendar and get a group together and, 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 you know, figure out how to do this. But I can tell you, I look forward to it. Even there's a couple of times I've been on vacation or traveling and I've still lugged my laptop with me so that I could log in for the mastermind group. Yeah, me too. I think another like really great benefit of these fable circles is we can get encouragement. I've been a, there've been a number of times where I didn't want to go to the group. I went to the group and, and I didn't want to go to the group because I was having a bad week. It was like a bad week. I was not feeling productive. Nothing was getting done to my satisfaction. I went to the group and I got out a shot of just going to the group gave me a shot of inspiration and motivation. And I ended, despite having a really bad week, I ended the week strong because I went to the group and it motivated me to get on top of my goals, to complete what I could before the weekend. It was a really, it's a really great, it can be anyway, a really great way to help motivate, you know, one another and to uh, help us finish the week strong, I would say. And it's in those weeks where you're having the hard week where I think it's actually more valuable. When you don't want to go, you're going to get the most out of it. And weeks where we've all had a good week are kind of boring sometimes because we're all problem solvers. And so we're kind of looking like it it works your brain, right? Like it, it it's almost like playing video games. Like it is an exercise in problem solving and creativity and to hear other domains where you don't work every day and to get to, you know, kind of be a, uh, an armchair quarterback, uh, I, I think really helps. And I actually have a, a story from our mastermind group of encouragement. One of the things, again, back to the quarterly retreats, which again, we're going to, we're going to really focus on and is so important to leaders. I think the thing we encourage each other the most to do is not to work is to take a break and to reflect and to be better husbands and family members and community members and volunteers. And I think we've each had a moment where we come to the group and we're like, wow, I'm trying to get a quarterly retreat on the calendar. Uh, everything's too busy. One person in the group's like, I can't find a cabin to rent. And I remember I turned on my screen share and pulled up Airbnb and I'm like, look, here's a cabin. Here's a cabin. Here's a cabin, right? Like we just... The encouragement was for your holistic health even more than it was for your business problem that you brought to the group. And it was like, are you taking breaks? Are you resting? Um, are you encouraged? Are you motivated? Right. Those are the those are the encouragements that mean the most to me. And, and you get in a group like this. Yeah, absolutely. I remember one group. I think we were all doing really good. And we're going to talk about our colors here in a minute. We, we, we give ourselves a color every week to some of our chagrin but <laughs> we were all we were all like doing good and casey's like i think we need to stretch ourselves by setting more audacious goals because we're all doing really good 
<laughs> oh, I remember that because we were multiple weeks that we were, and that's two weeks, right? So if, I think we had four in a row. So where it we would have been agreed. about a month or a month and a half. Yeah. Well, four, four in a row is two months. Oh, two months. So yeah. It was like, okay, our goals are not big enough if we're always green. Yeah. You shouldn't always hit your goals like that. The whole point of goals is to grow and go deeper. That's a good point. Yeah. So you, we'll, and you know, we talked about this, but we stretch one another, which is, uh, I think a really good, it's good for us. Stretching is good. Uh, other, if we're not stretched, we atrophy and, uh, yeah. So I don't like being stretched. I'm just going to go on the record and say that, but I know that it is good for me. And there's a power in, in long longevity in this, in that, I can tell you after three years of doing this, I know when Jacob's giving me a BS update versus, uh, you know, that he's being vulnerable. Like we could even call each other out on that. I wouldn't have known that in the first couple of meetings because Jacob's a pretty slick presenter, but oh, you could hear it on the podcast. But over time, I could start to tell like the way even phrases his update. I'm like, OK, he's really trying to move past an update on this goal. So guess what I'm going to ask him about? <laughs> I'm ask him about that goal, because, uh, you know, I could I could hear the trepidation or him ignoring that. And the same in my own self is like, listen, if I give a, a, a halfway update on this, Jacob's going to call me out. I, I just know it. And so it it creates some vulnerability and, and I think you could go excessive on this, but we found a nice balance in our group where, uh, we'll challenge you, but like at the end of the day, it's to influence your thinking. Um, and you get to decide what feedback to take or what to ignore. Right. Right. Take what you need, leave the rest. Yep. That's how we run it. I'd like to take a moment to talk about our sponsor audible. Now audible has tons of wonderful audiobooks. So we're encouraging all of our listeners to give themselves the gift of professional growth by subscribing to Audible Plus. And listeners of Leader Fables get a discount on Audible Plus, which I'll tell you how to get here in just a moment. But before I do that, Casey, I want to ask you, is there a book that will help us be better mentors, better leaders, folks that are better at running mastermind groups or Fable Circles? Yeah. And Jacob, before we get there, I need to give you some feedback. Fantastic. Are you ready? I'm, I'm, I'm waiting with bated breath, my friend. Are you in a good place to hear this today? I'm trying. Do you have a pen and paper handy? I do not. <laughs> That's okay. We'll, we'll live without that. No, I'm kidding. Uh, because the book that I want to talk about is called Radical Candor by Kim Scott. And this is one of my very favorite coaching books. And while, you know, most mastermind groups aren't direct coaching, there, there are, it's more feedback and idea sharing. I think there's something is, there is something to this idea of being just radically open and candid in our feedback in in our delivery. And it, it sounds, can sound a little harsh, but what this book really encourages you to do is to one, care deeply about the topic or the person and care personally about them enough that you will challenge directly. And I think we've all had those leaders in our lives when we look in like that made the biggest difference is often because they're willing to be honest with us. It isn't the ones that are the yes people, right? Or the ones that, that don't ever call you out on anything. It's those ones that cared about you enough to challenge your thinking, to challenge your decision-making. Those are the leaders you're going to remember. So this, this is a great book. I think you'd like it. 
That's great. I have added it to my queue. It's going to be my next book out of the other three books that I think you've added to my queue, Casey. So <laughs> this sounds like a great book. Uh, as I kind of indicated before, like leading people is a human enterprise and getting to getting to know and love people is super, super important. Now, Leader Fables listeners, they get a 30-day free trial of Audible Plus, which is great. All you need to do is go to leaderfables.com slash audible. And uh, like I said, Casey and I love the service so much. We think you will too. So thanks to Audible for your support of Leader Fables. Let's talk a little bit about, Casey, how to run these groups effectively. Tips for running uh, Fable Circles effectively. What What is like the one thing we can do to effectively run a mastermind group or a fable circle. Okay. So I'm going to tell my favorite thing, which is probably the least favorite thing in the group. And we've had the most debate with, and I just got tired of people whining about it. And I just, I, I did an executive decision where I was like, this is what we're doing. And that is that each time when you come and give an update on your goals, one is we just created a simple Google uh, sheet that had a line for Jacob, a line for Casey, and then it has the other members of the group. And then you, our goals are in it. And then each week when you come, you tell us whether you're red, whether you're yellow, or whether you're green. Completely subjective. Uh, it's your own rating. And there's been multiple times where we've debated if, well, I think we need a rubric on what what does red mean? Um, well, you, you know, really picking three options is not ideal. A Likert scale has five options. And first of all, when you have four people talking about Likert scales, you should probably all just take a breath and get a life. But it uh, out of love, right? We're just all such nerds on this stuff. And but what I found is it's it's really helpful way for someone to frame an update is to say, here's where I'm at. And it's also helpful for you to have to create your own measurement of that. And we've had, we couldn't even get to a, a perfect system. So we had people doing different things, but what's stuck is what's simple. And that's true with most things, right? Like the simpler, the better. And so each week when we come or each two weeks, we meet biweekly or fortnightly as would be in our fable, uh, in our fortnight meeting, we each give uh, red, yellow, or green, and I just code the cell, um, whether it's red, yellow, green, and you can write an update. You can just have us update the color. But it's funny, like, and one thing I'll mention about this is we can go back, and I remember this one time is I can see different times of the year where we were green or red. Hmm. And that was interesting um, because it was the other commitments that were taking over that were pushing us away from our goals. We could we could tell that. So we found a couple of things like that that were helpful. But that is my biggest tip for running a group is get some type of way to capture what you're thinking and what you're learning. Uh, yeah, no, that's great. I think uh, I think the colors actually are really helpful, and we we do we we needle Casey often about the uh, about the colors but it it really does help us think like okay am i doing good this week are there some things at risk or i'm not doing so great so we you know red yellow green and uh you know we all want to be green but it it really helps it, it's kind of a sobering exercise to think okay how are things going as it relates to 
completing, accomplishing my goals, moving them forward, uh, that kind of thing. I think another um, another thing that we mentioned that that is really important, particularly if you adopt a format like ours, is that everyone needs to get equal time. And uh, that can be kind of hard because in most groups, there are the talkers and they're the not talkers and they're the dreamers. And then there's folks like me. And, um, and I, yeah, so I think it's really important to give everyone equal time to have someone that's kind of watching the clock and ensuring that the maybe the more quiet people or the less gregarious folks get that equal amount of time to talk about how they're doing and to receive feedback and, and that kind of stuff. And this is probably an area that we can probably, uh, Casey, improve upon in our group. Yeah. And one tip to do that that we found is just have one person be kind of the MC. Doesn't mean that they're in charge or I want to make this clear because it's Jacob in our group and I don't want people to think he, I don't want Jacob to think he's in charge of our group. Uh, and so, but that person is tasked and you could rotate this responsibility too, but is tasked with keeping us on time. It's kind of like a designated driver, like the, the one person that has to be the one that says, Hey, you know, let's move on here because we have gotten into some conversations sometimes, sometimes, uh, crazy political stuff will sneak in and we'll be like, okay, that's not why we're here, you know, but it, it's okay. But we, you do need a facilitator, I think, to help uh, keep that time equal um, as, as you're going through. I also think the other part is how you give feedback is really important in these groups. And if you feel like every time you give an update, you're going to get a lecture for 20 minutes that's not very fun. And we've, we've fallen into that a couple of times and we've just called it out, but kind of a tenant of this is like, don't answer questions that aren't being asked. So we we've learned to ask for feedback when we need it. Or if we are giving feedback that wasn't, we'll start with a, are you open to feedback on this? Or can I, can I offer a suggestion? Right. And then it's perfectly okay to say no. Yeah, no, I think that, that that's, that's a key thing. I, I think it's really key to be unassuming uh, when delivering feedback, asking clarifying questions. We don't. I, I, we want to foster an atmosphere where people can feel vulnerable and not attacked. Meaning, people can be vulnerable but not get attacked because they're being vulnerable. And I think that that's really important is to create kind of a safe place where we can be vulnerable and we can hear hear other ideas and thoughts and get feedback. Even if that feedback can, you know, kind of cut a little close, uh, a little bit, you know what I mean, Casey? Like we, we, I think that's really key. Like if you want a productive, focused mastermind group, you really, you really need, you know, you need to be vulnerable and you need to be willing to, to kind of push people and give feedback as appropriate and do that in a loving and kind and uh, gracious way, I would say. Yeah. And if you're in a group and you're not getting that feedback, there's a couple things. One is you may have sent some janky goals that were too easy to achieve. So you're always green and you are showing up like, hello, I am Mr. Accomplishment. Right. And people are like, well, it doesn't seem like you need any input. So if you're not getting feedback, set more aggressive goals. And then when you miss them, <laughs> you'll start getting feedback because part of goal setting is missing and striving uh, for it. The second is in your update, come with a question um, ready for the group. And then don't be don't ask a question that you want to answer. Ask a question that you really want to hear others perspective and maybe even call out the person in the group that has 
a perspective on that. I know uh, I'll give a story and, and I work with a lot of coaches and mentors and we have one member of our group who is a really great mentor. Like he's done it for a lot of years. He's done uh, spiritual coaching. He's done different things like that. And I had uh, a question about working with a coach. And I remember I specifically, hey, can I ask you specifically your input on this? Now, Jacob, of course, gave his input. And I was like, shh, 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 I just want to hear from this other person. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, th- those are a couple ways to get good feedback. And, and honesty is key here, right? If it's like, be the person in the group who's willing to say, like, I don't know that we're being honest here or, you know, can we or pick pick better topics that will get you uh, more feedback. Yeah, I think another kind of key thing, and this kind of speaks to the vulnerability aspect, is when you're having a problem and you're going to the group, I've found it to be really helpful to tell the story, like tell the story about this person that's driving me crazy or this uh, situation that I need feedback on. We've had um, folks in times where, People were considering like having to make some changes in their team or um, that kind of stuff. Like and 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 being specific and being vulnerable about the situation and and all that is is really helped. I think all of us give better feedback and um, I think be a little bit more gracious, right? Because it's these are people and people's lives and uh, real situations. And uh, I know that when I'm like talking vaguely without a story. I'm not going to get as good feedback as I could if I really kind of explain the situation and the dynamics and the people that are involved and all that. So, um, yeah, I think it's really important to, uh, and this is where the fable part comes in. It's really important to tell stories. And, and even in your advice, tell a story, right? Like this reminds me of a time in my career when this happened, you'll always get more reception to that versus like, here are, here's a five point plan. The other thing that we do a lot in our group is uh, offer book recommendations on topics that come up. It's my favorite thing. I love to just send books. Uh, like not only am I going to make a recommendation, but it's in your mailbox or it's in your email. That's my favorite like uh, thing to do. And sometimes I send Jacob books he already has. Uh, but cool part, you could get the credit for it on Audible, which you know is a sponsor. Thank you, Audible, uh, for that. But Jacob, I want to ask a question here because I, I for years wanted this type of group first, before I even knew it existed, I wanted to be, I wanted to grow. I wanted to be connected to other people. And then once I found out I, I needed it, it was like, how do you, how do you find a group and how do you find people to be in a group? Cause you started this group. Like, how did you make this happen? So this is what I did. I and as I kind of indicated earlier, I was going through a job change. And like Casey just said, you know, I recognized that I needed a group of people to encourage me, to hold me accountable, to be there, to bounce ideas off of, all, all that stuff that we've just talked about. So I went through my virtual Rolodex, my my contacts, and I found people that had either been in business or owned their own business or was working as a, a sole proprietor or consultant or was working to start their own business. And I said, hey, like, let's get a group of us together that are kind of involved in business and uh, see how it goes and, and encourage one another, hold each other accountable, you know, all that stuff. And uh, I, 
I'm delighted that we've stuck stuck with it for as long as we have. And I imagine, well, this this might turn into like one of those life lifetime, you know, groups. And uh yeah, so that's that's what I did. I just found people that kind of had similar problems that I did that I wasn't actually working with and uh and said, Hey, you know, can we get together on uh, you know, one day a week or one day every other week, fortnightly, and uh and kind of talk about our problems. And uh it worked out. Uh, you know, we found a time that worked for everyone. Uh, we meet on Fridays at 7, 7 a.m. And uh, come hell or high water, most of us are always there. That's There's a couple of things I want to probe there. One is a good tip is like hold the meeting. If one person can't be there, it doesn't matter. Just keep if two people, if, if it's just you and you got to give yourself an update, like do it. Because the second you start adjusting for schedules and things like that, it's just not going to happen. Like if you can't make it, you can't make it. No big deal. We're still going to go on. But Jacob, so we have a group of four. How many people did you invite to get to four? Well, I, because I've worked with groups and I know about group dynamics, I invited, I think I invited everyone that I knew that was trying to do something in business. And it was, the <laughs> oh, list wait, wasn't very wait, long. Wait, wait, I thought I was feeling so special and honored that I got included. And you're like, yeah, if you got a pulse, I invited you. <laughs> no, 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 no. There was criteria. Again, these were people that I knew that were involved in business, had their own businesses, you know, we're doing, we're working at a, you know, leading one of the world's largest business colleges. Like, you know, these kind of people. And, um, <laughs> No, so you were very special, Casey. Thank you. But I knew that there were... See that encouragement? That's the type of encouragement you get in a mastermind group, along with the humility to give you a smack every now and then of like, you know, you were were part of a lot of people that I invited. That's right. So I knew that a few people were going to, you know, bounce out. And that's exactly what happened. I think we started with seven of us. Yeah, I think it was seven of us and and three bounced out. And it's okay. Like, it just... The group wasn't for them, or they had other commitments, or they couldn't make the time work. Uh, so yeah, I would say invite more and expect some folks to self-select yeah, like, themselves out. I like that rule of thumb of like start with double what you want the group to end up at. And what what's your recommendation for how many people should be in a group? What's too big? What's too small? Oh man, I wouldn't want any more than seven. I don't think seven or eight. Yeah, research says five is the ideal team size. So we're recruiting. Hey, if you give us, send us an email at, at leaderfables at uh, was it feedback at leaderfables.com. Leader yeah, we might invite you to one of our mastermind groups. Um, but I, I really like that. Um, what what about personalities in the group? Like again, we talked about it's a good idea to have like some type of facilitator, and even if you rotate that, like. Have you found in our group that you ever had to shut Casey down because he's being a jerk or we've ever had to <laughs> deal with that? I don't think we've had that problem. And we, well, there's at least three of us that, three of the four, uh, that like to talk. So I think the kind of the key is, at least been for us, is just giving people kind of equal time, equal space. We talked about that. And as the MC, that's really what we got to do. I, I don't think we've ever I, – I don't feel like I've ever had to, like, shut someone down because they were going off the rails. Maybe there were some conver- like side conversations that were being had that we've had to kind of refocus everyone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, to be fair, and I'm just going to throw this out there, we established our group right before this worldwide pandemic. So there was a lot going on in the world, and that, there's been a lot going on in the world the last couple of years. So, you know, there's going to be a little bit of – 
I mean, that stuff's going to creep in, and it's 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 hard for it not to, right? Yeah, and this I'm going to give example in this morning's group, three of the four of us are very passionate about basketball, and and when we're recording this, the Utah Jazz are just got eliminated from the playoffs by Dallas Mavericks. We are no longer distributing this podcast in Dallas, so sorry about that, Dallas based listeners. And I know I have several team members who listen to this in Dallas. You're out. You're you're out of my life. No, just kidding. But uh, I think there was about a 15 minute conversation about basketball. Jacob is the one person in the group that could care less about basketball. And he was gracious. So sometimes you do have to be a little gracious with the others to get a topic out of the way so you can focus. That's right. Well, I just let them let them run out of steam. I mean, the jazz are out like just let them run out of steam. <laughs> it was fine. You and Utah Jazz is a professional basketball team. If you're asking what the connection of jazz and Utah is. We bought the team from New Orleans. Okay, see, this is how you this is how you get. Okay, see, now we're going off the rails, man. We're going (laughs) right off the rails. See, see how that happened? So easy. It's like it's like hurting cats sometimes. It is, and it's usually Casey that you have to pull back in. But I know uh, one like kind of last tip I think I would give that we learned the hard way. um, Make the logistics as easy as possible and. We used to meet at a Starbucks and I, listen, you can get me to a Starbucks anytime, but what we found actually worked better was just to do it virtually. And I think that's our advice on this is just do it virtually because you'll get more people there. And if other life stuff's happening, they can still pop on for the call. They can call in from their cell phone, but it's worked a lot better for us when we went virtually. Don't you think, Jacob? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I really do enjoy meeting at Starbucks and meeting people in person. But I, I would say these sort of fable circle, like the format that we just talked about, works really, really well virtually. And it's been nice, as, as Casey kind of indicated, like I've dialed in from vacation or times when I've been out for business trips and stuff. It's been really nice to still be connected to the group, uh, even if I'm gone. Yeah, and easier to find a group of people too, right? Because you're not just isolated to your little community that you live in. Um, you can expand, you know, to other contexts, and that's important for me because I know I, my team is virtual; they're all over the country. So having the ability to connect with people in different places is also a different perspective that you get from people, based on uh, you know just adding some diversity of thought and uh, into your group is really smart. Yep, yep, absolutely. All right, so Casey. What are some next steps that someone that hasn't been in a, in a mastermind group wants to start a mastermind group? What can they do? What can they do to get started? What's a good next step? It's a really good question. And I, I love your process of going through and identifying a group of people that could be good to start this group with. I could also see that being super discouraging. Like if you put it out to like 10 people, Jacob has a healthy ego. So I think he was fine with this. But if you would have got 10 declines from us, that might have been a little discouraging. So I think my tip would be identify one person, just one person that would be good and start connecting with that one person. And then from there, you can each kind of start expanding uh, it out. But the rejection might be a little less if you know you pick the pick the person on pick the Casey of your group. I'm going to pretend like I was at the top of your list, uh, and and at least start meeting with that person and then grow it over time. I think would be my tip. 
I think that's a good tip. I mean, just just make a list and you know order rank them and start reaching out to people and uh, yeah, go for it. The worst thing they can say is no. Right, not that bad. It's not that bad. Just move on. People de- or, people don't decline my meetings all that often, but when they do, it's fine. Yeah, or you just there's a week you show up and you're by yourself, so this makes the virtual a little less painless too. <laughs> a little, you know, is that oh, oh well, well now you have an hour to work, you know, no big deal. And to give people some slack, you know, there's been people in our group that uh, have been super committed for a season, and and I know we gave a tip to a line commitment level. But there is times where, you know, someone has something going on in their life and they need to step back a little bit. We've had that in our group. And then we'd welcome them with open arms when they could reconnect. But give people some grace in this as well. That's right. Now we are, I'm just just going to throw this out there. We are, Casey and I are, are noodling on an idea to create an opportunity for people to connect that listen to our podcast and that might be interested in Mastermind Group and that are working to kind of implement some of the the tips and things that we've been talking about. So uh, we're not ready to, you know, tip our hats quite yet on what that all might look like or when that's coming, but it is coming and we're, we're pretty excited about it. Yeah. Might it be called a fable circle? Oh, it might. Oh, it might. <laughs> that it seemed more intriguing in my head than when it actually came out of my mouth. Uh, yeah. And, and I think, uh, you know, we, we would love to hear your feedback. Um, and that's, that's a part of this, right. Is the feedback is really a gift, uh, through this process. And so not only in, in a fable circle, but you know, this is where I think you can get mentoring. You can get connection asynchronously. This is where podcasts are awesome. Like this is a form of, uh, of a mastermind group. Now what it's missing is the back and forth communication. That's like the next level. But if you can't find that, just start somewhere, grab some books, grab a podcast that you're into, a blog that you're into, and be spending that time in development uh, rather than just always working on what you're working on. Yeah. Yeah. Getting outside perspective is super, super helpful, I think. Uh, Yeah. So as a good next step, again, make a list, start reaching out to some folks, find a good time that works, and uh, share your goals with one another. Three things. Make a list, reach out, share some goals. That's it. it. All right. Well, Casey, I think this has been a really great episode. I, I feel like I need to go start start like more mastermind groups. The world needs oh, more should... of these. Oh, I thought you were like, I'm sick of our group. Oh, no, so no, no. I want more. <laughs> oh, you want, want every day. Like, every you'd day. You'd probably be so every inspired day. and focused. That would be awesome. No, we appreciate all of you uh, for listening. Uh, we do have a special thing that we're doing. Uh, if you will be so kind as to leave us, a, and of course, a five-star review on uh, Apple Podcasts, we are going to enter your name into a raffle. If you just send us a screenshot of your review to feedback at leaderfables.com, you might get a special message from Anne or the King. That's pretty cool, right, Casey? Ooh, that's really cool. A custom message? I kinda, I think I'm going to win this, actually. Uh could I win if I do it like under a, a pseudonym uh, and send it to to info at leaderfables.com? Could I, win? I dare you to try. <laughs> I dare you to try. Ooh, see if I could get it by you or not. Yeah, I dare you to try. Well, I'll have to adapt like the Casey's really great, but that other guy, he's a little, he's a little out there. Just what if they give us a four star review? Are we going to enter him in the drawing? You know what? I think if they just give us a review, I'm entering them in the drawing. <laughs> Okay, I'll take it. It's all good. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll play that recording on the show too so you can hear. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks, everyone. If you do have feedback, uh, please email us. Feedback at leaderfables.com. Thank you all for listening. And until next time, lead on. Lead on.